0: Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code
1: NATION30 for 30% off.
0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State, and I am your host, Josh Raley. I am fresh off of a week on vacation with the family. We went up to Door County, had an incredible time there, stayed in uh, in Fish Creek, which if you've never stayed in Fish Creek, uh, highly recommend it. It's a pretty cool spot. I got to hang out with the family, got to hang out with my parents, which was cool. They drove all the way up from Alabama to to be with us for the week. Uh, Lots of cool stuff to do with the kids up there. We went on a trolley ride. We did some um, exploring on Washington Island, ate a lot of good food, hung out around the campfire. So fantastic time. I'm back here now in Southern Wisconsin, feeling all charged up and ready to go. And uh, hey, excited to bring you this week's episode. This week, I'm talking with Max Kulik. Uh, Dude lives here in Wisconsin with his family. And I tell you what, these guys are doing a fantastic job of Doing something that's really important to me and my family as well, and that is getting their kids involved in the outdoors. They are out foraging, they are out hunting, they are out fishing, they are out gardening, and doing all of that with their kids in tow. They're also doing some camping, which is awesome, with their kids in tow. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've been watching this guy on Instagram, seeing everything that he and his wife are doing, and man, it's just fantastic. I-, I love it, and I wanted to get him on, especially here during the summertime when you know a lot of us are thinking, how do I get my kids outside, right? How do I engage my kids in the outdoors? And I don't know about you, but that's that's an important thing for me, not just from a hunting perspective. Like, yes, I want my kids to be exposed to hunting. At the same time, I want my kids to do a lot more than just hunt. I want them to fish. I want them to hike. I want them to kayak and canoe. I want them to love to forage. I want them to enjoy gardening out in our own yard. And uh, I just want them to be more closely connected to the earth, more closely connected to where their food is coming from, and uh, yeah, to, to, to get their faces up out of the screens, which, you know, we, we do a pretty good job of limiting screen time, but I think that uh, replacing that screen time with green space time is one of the best things that we can do for our children. So that's what Max and I get into today. Great conversation with him. He's got a lot of good ideas, and uh, if you want to learn more and keep up with what he is doing, you can check he and his wife out on Instagram, at by Nature the guy is also man i I tell you he's he's a great guest um he's one of those guys where conversation just flows super super smoothly and very naturally in fact towards the end of our conversation we uh we had to have things called off by by our by our spouses because we were we were getting a little bit long-winded here so uh anyway looking forward to having him back on again Before we jump into this episode, though, I do have some news to share with you as listeners of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast. First of all, I just want to thank you for your support over the last year or so, a little longer than a year that we've been doing this. We're coming up on 50 episodes. I think this is episode number 43 or something like that. So in the big scheme of things, we really haven't been doing this very long, but the support has been tremendous. I appreciate all of you listening, and uh, I'm kind of taking a weird step. I have decided to step away from my current position, from my current employment, and uh, pursue this outdoor industry thing full-time, and uh, that would not be possible without all of you listening, wouldn't be possible without you sharing these episodes, wouldn't be possible without our partners who have decided to partner with this program. So I wanted to give a big shout-out not only to you as the listeners, but also to our to our partners. First of all, Tacticam, they are the title sponsor of this show uh, could not be more happy to be working with Tacticam. They produce excellent, excellent products. I've actually been using their uh, their 5.0 and the 5.0 wide cameras to practice this summer. So I've been using the 5.0 with the bendy clip mostly, and I've been sticking it on a tree either in front of me or behind me as I am uh, as I'm target shooting, and I'm getting some good footage of my. My forms. So I can check out check out some things and see. Okay, am I punching the trigger? Am I holding the? You know, am I torquing the bow? Am I holding it level and upright? So. Uh, super helpful for that. Didn't really even think about that being a, a thing that I could do, but uh, it kind of hit me I as I was out there like, man, I really wish I could record my form. Well, the 5.0 with the bendy clip is fantastic for doing that. You can go check out Tacticam and all their products at www.tacticam.com. They also just released their Reveal X Gen 2 cell camera, which is fantastic. So go give that a look as well. Also want to thank our partners over at Deer Lab. I have been using it uh, throughout the spring, like I said, to track turkeys and, and sort of keep an eye on some of the fields where, uh, where I had permission to hunt, but also looking forward to using them this fall as well. And I've been using them so far this summer, starting to get some deer pictures coming in and uh deer lab has made it a breeze to be able to kind of keep track of all of my cameras that I have out in the field, keep track of all of my photos. I don't have to clutter up my computer with, uh, with images downloaded to my computer. I just upload them straight to the software and they are there on the website. You can get 20% off by using the code Wisconsin at checkout you'll get 20% off of any of their plans. Highly recommend you go check them out. Also want to thank our partners over at Huntworth. I have been uh, wearing some of their garments for several weeks now and have been really enjoying it. I know I've said it before, but that Shelton hoodie has very quickly become one of my favorite pieces of camo gear. Uh, wore it out just the other evening actually to uh, my favorite Mexican restaurant and uh, had a couple of margaritas, had uh, dinner with my wife, and it was a little cool in the restaurant and that thing was super comfortable also been testing out their uh rain jacket and i haven't had it out in like an all-out downpour just yet but man this thing is comfortable and it's lightweight and it's quiet and so yeah go check them out www.huntworthgear.com big big thanks to all of those partners for making this possible and like i said earlier big thanks to you guys for listening thanks for coming along for this journey that we have been on so far and i've got a lot of big ideas man as soon as we get uh, a couple of things wrapped up here we're actually moving as well so as soon as we get a couple of things wrapped up we've got some new and cool stuff coming from the wisconsin sportsman podcast some new content some uh, additional podcast episodes potentially so be on the lookout for that with all that said now let's jump into the conversation with max kulik Joining me for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is Max Kulik. Max, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, Josh? I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so. man. I, you know, we. I don't remember when the first time we talked was, but when I saw your stuff on Instagram, I was pretty immediately like, "Hey, this guy needs to be on the show." And then we hemmed and hawed, and things got turned around. And I, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "Hey, really do need to get you on the show."
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, that was great when you reached out, uh, relatively recently, you know, and I, I had been just, I'd been burning through your, your Turkey content and, uh, some of the other content, uh, just recently, I told you that as before I came on the podcast here. And, um, I remember when we first started talking because I specifically was looking on Spotify for something, uh. I'm like, does, does there like a local, like outdoorsman thing? I think I was actually searching to see if the Wisconsin outdoor newspaper had some sort of affiliated podcast. Oh yeah. Um, okay. I don't, know yeah. If, I don't know if you read Wisconsin outdoor newspaper, yeah. but like, yeah. uh, that's like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Pat Durkin writes in there yep. a whole bunch and like, reading i'd go through there read all his articles um my dad's a huge fan of that so it's like oh it's been in my house like ever since i was a kid my parents had that you know and so uh, i was specifically looking for that and you had released a few episodes and i was like i started listening and i was like this guy has a podcast voice (laughs) and i was i was uh you had uh it, what, what buttery tones. Yeah. <laughs> like it sounded very good. Um, I've got a podcast uh, face you, too. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, um, I listened to the episode, the content that you had out. I really liked it. And I actually, and, and I could tell right away that like you had mentioned, you're like, I'm in Southern Wisconsin and I'm like, I'm in Southern Wisconsin. And, uh, I, I sent you an Instagram message and was like, Hey, I love the content. Um, I could tell that you kind of wanted local stuff on and, um, I'm, I'm a fan of all kinds of outdoor podcasts and I was like, you know, Hey, if you ever wanted to talk or go hunting, I think I mentioned that too. Like if you wanted to hook up and yeah. and get out, you know, let me know, you know, um, I, I love chatting with people. I'm a very social person. Um, so I had messaged you and you were like, like, yeah, man, that's cool. Like, where are you at? You know, sometimes I get their trout around that area, trout fishing and, um, you know, and then we occasionally talked and interacted, I think on Instagram, you know, um, as, as the internet age does, you know, liking each other's stuff and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, man, I I think that's one of my favorite parts about Instagram. I mean, there's, so there's the necessary evil side of it, right? Like when you've got a podcast, you've, you've got to put your stuff out there so that people become aware of it, blah, blah, blah. The really positive side of things though, is that you get to interact with people that are listening to your stuff and you, I mean, you actually start to get putting faces with With names. And all of a sudden you realize there's this whole network of outdoorsmen who are right here around you. And, you know, I've had a couple of other fellow Wisconsinites on and like small world. They're just like, oh yeah, I live in the same town as that other guy you had on. And I know him. I've known him since middle school kind of thing. And it's like, oh my goodness. Like it's small
1: world. Oh, good chance. Good chance. Fly fishing just started following me and like, like some of the folk, like some photos and I was like, awesome. Like I just listening yeah. to a podcast when you had him on and guys telling your Turkey stories and stuff and yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff. I like to hear, you know, and, and, and I think it's important, you know, it doesn't seem like it to like guys like you and I who are, you know, fully immersed in the outdoor space, but like, you know, there's a little bit of kind of a dying breed going on, you know? So I think it's important that we continue to network. Um, and that's like talking with guys and gals that are like experienced hunters as well as ones that are new hunters, you know, um, hunters, fishermen, whatever being outdoors. Um, you know, it's important for us to interact like this. So, um, I mean, just since uh, I've moved to Southern Wisconsin and, um, had done, you know, more hunting on my own, um, away from, away from like my, so I grew up on like a hundred acres in, um, in like central Wisconsin. And, uh, when I got away from that, like got away from hunting with high school buddies and hunting on our property and hunting on their property and hunting with the same, you know, four dudes that I did my whole life and kind of branching out on my own, you know, I've met like a hand, like a handful of people, you know, you meet them in a parking lot or something like that. You meet someone on public land and eventually before you know it, you're good buds and going hunting and going and getting a beer afterwards, you know? So I think stuff like that's just that networking and stuff like that. It's fun. It's important, you know, um, gotta, we all got to play in the same team, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's, you know, I, I think, um, I see you wearing a THP hat, like those guys have done a good job showing, you know, that side of hunting on public land and sort of striving to, you know, make those connections and, 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 you know like you said talk with people while you're there become like be but like why do you want to have a bunch of enemies and competitors when you could have people that are like working with
1: you yeah and that's uh, that's it's it's refreshing a little bit cuz growing up <laughs> uh you know my the the older the older men that I hunted with like my dad and my uncles and stuff like that they're just top of the line outdoorsmen ethical good hunters but boy, they were not fans when other people would show up at like a public spot. Like, you know, and I never, and like my grandfather, um, both my grandfathers, both paternal and maternal, I came from a, everyone in my family hunted growing up, you know? So it was kind of like, I was just in it, you know? And I, sometimes I like, I have to tell myself that, that like other people that I'm talking to, like not everyone, you know, is just like kind of born into that culture. So when there's newer hunters, you know, they don't you know, there's a, just a, it can be an intimidating thing to get people out. And, um, anyway, they were there, they're, the way that they hunted and the way that they approached public land and when they would run into somebody, it was, it's just a totally different game Oh yeah, than how I, how I've handled it as an adult, you know? Oh yeah, for um, sure. For sure, man. It, I, re- it,
0: I remember that growing up, like, you know, being at a spot and and getting, getting dressed and ready. And man, you see headlights coming, it's, it's hurry up, grab your, grab your crap and let's go. Like, you
1: know, get, oh, get, yeah. get I'm down like the, the trail 50 now. yards. I'm like, going right, to, I'm going to see what's up, you know, here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was especially, you know, we'd, we'd, uh, we would always, um, my dad's out of the family, we'd always duck hunt on some um, big swaths of public land in Northern Wisconsin. And it was just like a rush to get to your spot. And you're like, No one's talking to anybody at the parking lot. There's just like high tensions, you know, and I know, I understand that, you know, in waterfowling, there's still some of that, there's still some of that going on, you know, in Wisconsin, um, that, you know, the boat landings get packed and there's a little bit, it's a little tense, you know, but, um, that's actually like this last few years, how I've met some really good friends is we show up at the same spot to hunt ducks and geese and we're like, Hey, let's combine forces. And then before you know it, we change information and we're hunting together like every weekend, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's just different stuff and it's, it's, it's refreshing to, uh, to see more of that.
0: Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. Man, I, I do have to, I do have to make one confession. So, you know, I meet guys on public land and we talk about hunting and, and I'll share with them what I'm doing. Like there was a, there was an instance a while back where, um, I'd forgotten something at home and I was leaving, but I, I had roosted a bird the night before and somebody else came in and they were like, uh, they were pulled into the parking lot and I've got to leave. And I'm like, Hey, where are you going? And they didn't want to tell me they were like North. I was like, (laughs) okay, great. That tells me nothing. Where are you going? Were you going to go this direction? Yeah, I was going to go over there. So I was like, Hey, there's a bird roosted right here. Don't bump it. Go shoot it in the face. Like, you know, go, go make it happen. You're just trying to share, trying to share knowledge. But I have yet to tell anyone that I've run into on public land that I host a podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm afraid well, if they run into me on these
1: spots, they're going to go back and listen to the episodes and be like, aha. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, okay. So he was triangulate your position. Be like, oh, he was chasing that big mainframe eight <laughs> over here. I've seen the same one, you know, yeah. I, he's going to go cut you off. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's right. So, that's right. Well, I get it, man. You get this, the same feeling. It's, it's, it's funny. I had, I had, uh, last year turkey hunting, I went to a, a, a rather large public area. And it was one of those things where I'm like, for a Turkey hunter, I got up late. I was still getting there pretty early, you know, like four thirty. but I knew I was running behind. And so I like roll up there and there's two trucks and I'm like, well, I'm just going to just say hi and be like, good luck guys. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't roosted a bird or anything like that. I come in, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Where are you guys headed in? And they're like, Oh, we roosted him over here. And then I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to head to a good spot. Good luck this morning. And one guy stopped me and he goes, pulls up his on He goes, do you have Onyx?" And I was like, yeah. And he goes, there's three birds roosted right over here, and I didn't see there's no trucks parked over. He's like, just go over there. He goes, we're going to stay away from there. And I'm like, kind of like, couldn't believe what was happening. Dude, that's awesome. And part of, and part of me was like, is this, am I getting played a little bit? But like, <laughs> it, was like getting to, it was getting to be late in the morning, and I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I'm still sitting in the woods. So I, I like go through this kind of like, like this little hellhole ravine, like in the dark, I crawl down there and I'm like, man, I really hope there's birds down here. You know, I'm almost tripping. I can't see anything. I didn't want to flip my light on. And I get down and I sit and I'm like, well, I'm just going to listen. And if you wouldn't know it, there were six gobblers roosted like on public, like on, on a Ridge, just like right where the guy said they're right where they said they were. And uh I ended up not getting a bird but I got the whole show. Like I had they flew down uh, and it was one of those deals where they came down with like eight hens yeah, and the hens yeah. like the hens messed around the hens like came into my decoy and those gobblers stayed at like 45 50 and uh I sh- I'm old school. I shoot a, an 870 wingmaster with a fixed modified barrel. I shoot TSS out of it. But um I'm like very confident in my pattern out to like 35, so okay. I'm like a, I'm a get him in close type of guy, Yep. and uh, I have a reason for liking the old gun is <laughs> because I have tried other guns, I have patterned like other guns that I have, other guns that I've inherited, and I'm like, this old gun just shoots great, and it feels good in my hands, it's, you know, it's a, your your shotgun that you pick it up and you know something's gonna die yeah. type of thing, oh, yeah. and uh, so I just can't get rid of it. Anyway, I mean, how great was that? That guy just put me on birds, and it's, you know... I never would have known that if I would if I wouldn't have just went to wish those guys good luck. Yeah. So
0: Man, that's awesome. You can
1: be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, all
0: right. So we're we're a couple minutes in already, but hey, I do want to kind of circle back to kind of yeah. just the general profile stuff. Like who are you? What do you do? What do you do for a living? What all kind of outdoorsy stuff do you do? I mean, obviously you turkey and deer hunt.
1: <laughs> yep. So uh so I'm Max Kulik, as you said right in the beginning. Yep. Um I uh I I was born and raised in, uh, central Wisconsin, um, kind of the, a little bit Eastern part of the state. Um, I was raised on, uh, we, we, I was, we lived in town when I was a little kid and, uh, my, my, I, like I said before, I was born into a hunting family. Like my dad, I mean, as a kid, it was, my dad was constantly, he was, he was bow hunting all the time. He was big into waterfowl hunting. Um, he would hunt. There's. Near that area, there's some large, large swaths of big lakes that are well, well known for actually when you were having your, your podcast with the Waterfall Association on there. And they started talking about, I'm like, Hey, your spot burning to the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when they, when the director there started talking, oh, they, they, was, they started dropping um, some names and
0: I'm not a big waterfowl oh, they, hunter. So I was just like, guys, go oh, for it.
1: <laughs> they, they like went straight to the throat. Like yeah. they just started, they dropped very important names. I yeah. mean, Any waterfowler listening to those was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, um, but, uh, I was like, Oh, Josh is a little too charismatic for this. I hope if he's going to get real big, people are going to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep so, that one under wraps. But, uh, Anyway, so he, my dad would hunt these, he'd hunt these big areas with his, with his buddies, with my uncles. So there was like constantly, uh, guys coming into the house. We had deer hanging all fall. We had, you know, breasting out birds. My mom has tons of old pictures, you know, from the early nineties of, you know, uh, you know, me sit, I, there's one that my mom was just showing me. She's like, oh, how cute is this? She's like, you should put on your Instagram. And, um, it was just like, it's a picture of me in a stroller and just like a pile of goose feathers, just like all over the garage floor. And my dad and his, (laughs) my dad and his friends are breasting out a bunch of birds. And it was just a a real cool picture. Um, and, uh, so just fully immersed in that both my, uh, paternal and maternal grandfathers, uh, they would, they would hunt my, my dad's side of the family primarily were like, they were hunting in Wisconsin. Like they were at for lack of a better term, they were generalists. Like they were doing it all. Like they were they're hunting ducks and geese. They're hunting squirrels, rabbits. Uh my grandpa would run uh beagles. Uh they had um my grandpa was a he was big into trapping. Um they deer hunted. Um they would go, they did the classic. Um I never really got to be a part of it, but they did the uh, classic go up north deer camp like that until, until probably like the early two thousands, they were like a big up north deer camp family. Wow. Um, so, uh, the, uh, so that was on my dad's side. And then on my mom's side, my, my grandfather was much more, um, and part of it was through his work. He did a lot of networking and so he would keep go like out West, like fairly often. And so, you know, he was killing big mule deer in Wyoming. Um, he's uh, killing elk in the mountains, stuff like that. Um, uh, he's a big rifle hunter, always with a rifle. Um, he'd go out to um, go out west for pheasants, bird hunting, stuff like that. So he was much more, he would branch out much more. Um, but I think as a whole, like when they were at home, he would probably do a little less hunting than the, like high volume and then high adventure, you know? Sure, sure. So. Um, so I, like I said, I was just, just like plopped into the culture. So I immediately loved it. Um, I grew up, um, hunting and fishing, um, the, uh, um, you know, in high school, there I had buddies, you know, this, like I said, the same, like four, four guys that I would go out hunting with. And when people would come out to our property, I'd go out to their property, stuff like that. Didn't do a ton of public land hunting when I was a kid. Like I said, it was, if we were, it was always for ducks and geese, you know, getting into the big marshes or some of the big woods. Um, you know, um, I did a few times go up to the big, do the big North woods um, in Wisconsin and do some deer hunting, but kind of the same story as a lot of people got where you, hunt for four days straight and see wolf tracks and bear tracks and not a lot <laughs> not of deer a tracks. Deer, yeah. You know, that was, it was, it was on the low end of the, the heydays, you know? Um, but, uh, so fully immersed in the culture, my wife's family, same thing They're Um, wow, okay. she's got three brothers, um, two of the f- two of, or, um, excuse me. She has, yeah. So she has, um, three brothers, two out of the three are big in hunting and fishing. Uh, the other one not so much but he like just now as an as an a you know full blown adult he's he's shown some interest you know he'll go out with you and stuff nice. like that um so it's all there and they were like big in it they were big de- they are big deer hunters like they they do the whole family deer camp and everything like that great culture you know and uh um so it's like here and so um like as you had found out about me you know we have um, my wife and i um we we have two kids um my daughter is about to turn five and then i have a son who's just over one and like at a very very young age my wife and i are like on the exact same page like outside 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 wow um doing as much as we can you know um there's there's an organization that does like it's called free forest school and it's basically like small chapters of like it's free meetups and you know, a bunch of moms and dads take their little kids and they literally just like toss them out in the woods, like on public land somewhere they all meet up and they just like let their kids mess around in a Creek, you know, and and my my wife has been had been taking my daughter that at, since she was like essentially a baby, you know? Um, so that poor, the pandemic put a bit of a halt to that. Um, unfortunately. Um, but, anyway so from an early start of our family you know it's been a huge focus to stay um, to, uh, to to stay outside and do as much playtime as possible and and really foster that um, that that free play you know yeah. um, so uh, and both my wife and I like to peruse Instagram and so we <laughs> you know and I'm like hey I like content like people putting out content I, you pointed out that I had a THP hat, like I've been watching, uh, I think I got, I got onto THP after they had done like their whole first season together. Okay, and I remember yeah. seeing, uh, Warb on old Cabell's videos. Like yep. I recognized him. That's, I think how I even started watching a THP video. Cause I was like, why don't I recognize that guy from somewhere? Like it was from a how to video how to. It was like, it was like how to blow a gobble call or something like that, that I recognized him from. But anyway, so I was, I really liked that this, like this, this culture of like, you know, they're putting out hunting content, like a real, like real working man's hunting, you know, like, yeah. you know, putting, pounding the pavement, pounding the, uh, pounding the trails, getting on, getting on deer, getting on turkeys, getting on, you know, waterfowl, getting, uh, you know, doing it, a lot of DIY stuff, you know? Um, so that's not to, to knock on other ways of doing it at all, but that's just, I really liked that and I really liked the content people were putting out. And, um, so I'd be trying to take really cool pictures on my own Instagram. And I I was kind of documenting a lot of stuff. And, um, my wife is also, she, she, so she's a writer. Um, she used to be the director of a nonprofit art school. So she also loved taking photos, stuff like that. And, um, and, uh, she was always real good at writing captions about stuff or being able to describe the experience. So, um, she's been writing for an online publication called live northerly and they're very outdoor focused. Um, we just, we both just had articles in there. Um, we shared them on our Instagram. I just, 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 just did one about um, taking your kids fishing um, and just like getting them out and kind of the barriers to that. But, um, so we decided, my wife was like, let's just combine an Insta, like have a, let's have a third Instagram, you know, and, and just do this cool by nature and just do it and see, see who wants to look at it and we can interact with people with like-minded people and Hey, look, it worked out, you know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we are, you know, talking. So, you know, we continue to do that and, you know, we're not really, we don't really have any end, end goal in it other than, you know, it's just a a creative outlet for us to put stuff on. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my background and, um, you know, I'm a generalist outdoorsman. So I, 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 I do it all. Like I, I'm it's, it's it, sometimes it switches from year to year. Some years I'm a deer, nut. some nears. I'm a squirrel nut. <laughs> <laughs> when we first moved down to Southern Wisconsin, I hit it hard, like for squirrels. I was, really? I, Oh man, I was just like obsessed. I, uh, <laughs> um, there, I had found as much of uh, like as big of timber as we can get down here. Um, and I, I, Oh gosh, I probably spent—I bet I spent fifty percent of my days of field in 2014 hunting squirrels Holy down here. smokes! Yeah, yeah, by myself, just stalking squirrels. <laughs> I mean, it was—it awesome. was a blast. I loved it, you know. Um, And now, currently, right now, I'm—I'm I'm in a like a so far I got it. Like I said, I've been doing all these like my whole life. Like I'll at minimum I'll hunt squirrels for a day or two. You know, at minimum I'll always hunt opening day northern or southern zone for ducks you know I'll hunt you know I always do the rutcation that I always do I'm always a I'm always a rutcation guy that's when I hit the bow hunting real hard so Um, what are your
0: I gotta know I gotta know so um, this will be my third fall hunting Wisconsin okay I took my I've taken different dates both years on public land what are your rutcation dates because I'm I think I'm gonna do it different than I did either of the previous two years.
1: So what are your dates? So for one, I'm typically hitting the public land during the week and okay. then private, I'll go to back to my home uh to the home home farm um during the weekend That's to try to stay way. away from the crowd. But it's also hilarious because our our home land our our home our home farm um also gets uh <laughs> You know, so my family owns it with another family and, um, they're great family friends. We've, we've known them forever, you know, and they like, I joke that I'm like, well, it's basically like we're hunting, pu- well, we pressure the crap out of it. There, you know, come <laughs> the hots, like we're out there. Well, I, you know, my dad's out there like every day and oh, yeah. you know, everybody, everybody who's land, but everybody knows which big bucks are going where. And then, so it's, um, we are adjacent to a very, very large marsh, uh, which is adjacent to a very, very popular spot that was mentioned by the, (laughs) um, so we, we do some serious duck hunting out there. Okay. And so, you know, it'll be like, you know, I don't know how much waterfowling you've done, but like rut rut time is also like, you're hitting like primo migration, like peak migration. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm going back home for that stuff, I've got I've got my bow, I've got my waders, I've got my shotgun, got my decoys. Got like, I've got everything cuz I don't know what how it's going to go down, you know. Um but I joke that it's, you know, it'll be my dad and I will be like hunting the top of our hill in some timber and my neighbor'll have him and hit and three of his buddies down in the marsh and so it'll just be, you know what I mean, like you just we cra- we definitely crowd the area. <laughs> just an <laughs> all
0: out assault on the deer. Just just all
1: out assault on a deer, all out on ducks, you know. Um but you know, that's fall, you know, yeah. and we love it. Yeah. And like, everybody checks in and you know, where everybody's safe about it and we're constantly in communication with each other about, you know, who's doing what, you know? Um, so, uh, but anyway, I, I, I this past year I did, I started right away the week. I think I started hunting on Halloween. Okay. So yep. Yep. did Halloween. And then my goal this year was so the year before last year, my rutcation lasted two and a half hours. And then oh, gosh. I was set up on a scrape and an eight pointer came in and I shot him on the ground at seven yards.
0: Oh, I saw, Yeah, um, I saw the,
1: yeah, pictures that, that was, so that was like kind of, um, so I had scouted that spot a lot. I had marked a ton of deer movement. I had a bunch of trails marked in that area. Um, and my goal that morning, Was to back off of my target zone and glass into to be like, because I wanted to know what the rut activity was happening, like, like intel on the ground. I was like, I'm gonna take this day off and I'm just gonna like figure out what's going on and then I'm gonna get right at them, you know, when the wind is right, some point this week, you know? And I get in there and I'm like, all right, the game's starting, like, I'm seeing deer move. And this is like, it's in a public area that, It's a real, real bear to get a deer out of there. Um, so people hunt it. Um, but they, I'm not trying to be like, well, yeah, I just got to hike way back in, but there's people don't go super far back in this area because it's Mm. like, you like break your knees trying to get deer out of there. Um, so Can, can I
0: ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is it big or is it smaller? Or can we not say we can talk off air?
1: It's smaller. It's smaller. I can, I'll, fare, I'll tell you exactly where it is, to be honest with you, because okay. I don't think you're going to make it there. <laughs> I okay. mean, if you do, you do. Okay. Uh um, but, uh, the, uh, um, it's smaller. Yeah. It's, it's smaller compared to what is around. Yeah. Okay. You know? okay. Um, but, uh, so there's like a certain part of it where it's just like extremely obvious where people hunt, like their stands, there, like private landowners, like next door, put their stands up right there in the public. Um, gotcha, so I okay. go past all that um, being that nobody's there in the morning, you know, I typically just try to get there before everybody else. But anyway, I got to that spot and I'm like, I'm like glassing into where I'm thinking the deer activities and there's deer activity going on and come like nine in the morning, I like see movement out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, no way. And I like, I see a deer coming. I'm like, okay, buck. And I'm like, oh yeah, th- I'm going to take this deer, you know? And so it's <laughs> coming and I'm like, he has no, and he's, I mean, the wind is perfect. I'm like, he has no idea. And I'm like, just don't move. You know, I'm like, don't flinch. Don't do anything. Cause I really wasn't, I had, I was like buried in a little bit of, you know, brush, but nothing too crazy. Um, and he comes, gets to like out in front of me a little bit. I still don't have really a good area to draw. He turns, get behind a big tree. I draw and he comes right to, I had no idea. It was there a licking branch and a scrape and he's just broadside at seven yards has no idea I'm there. Oh my! I'm goodness. drawn and I just put it right in the boiler room. He runs 40 yards and falls over, you know? And I didn't know, like I shot and it was it was like, I was almost more concerned about why that worked out so perfect than I was about the deer going down. <laughs> I was like, now how 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 did why it's like you I, know am I dead? So, did that is I that mean, real? Yeah, and I and I <laughs> I documented this in my in my Insta story at the time. I was like, here's the scrape, here's the licking branch. Yeah, like I had no idea it was there. I was I was basically trying to gather intel off of different sign, not realizing I was set up on like hot active sign, you know. So uh, I spent the next eight hours getting that beast out of there you know the um the rack was it was nothing crazy i'm but i'm also uh you've said it before on on your podcast like hunt your hunt and um when i'm out there on when i'm out there on public land you know i'm i'm gonna take what what uh, I'm gonna take what the hill gives to me, as one of my uncles says. He, uh, um, he I, I have an uncle that he, he the first thing that comes in, no matter what season it is, if it's a legal quarry. It's going down, you know. Hey, he goes, take take what the hill offers. Is what he says. Yep. You know. So um, uh, so I was real proud of it. It was a half rack eight half rack eight pointer, and uh, spent it was he was a big deer. Um, and um, the DNR I had to test it of for CWD, so the DNR aged it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a two-year-old, um, but uh, it was heavy, you know. So it, it was a bear to get it out there, but it was just a slow. But that was like, um, I think that that was like, like November eighth, I want to say. Okay. So he was doing. He was acting a little pre-ruddy, and so this last, this last, um, this past year, I really wanted to do my rutcation. I wanted to target pre-rut. I've, I've in the past I've had more, I've had better luck during the pre rut than I have like peak rut. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, everybody has their preference, but like peak rut, you know, hunting at home. Um, there's just like, I feel like I miss opportunities because there's almost so much chasing going on. Um, you know, so I try to hit it to the point where they're just where they're, where they're aggressive and they're still like trying to work sign. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I yep. would prefer to try to get after him then, Yeah. you know, so, um, so I tried, I tried to plan around that this last year. So, like I said, like, and I think I'm going to do the same thing this year, to be honest with you, like Halloween, that's going to be my kickoff to my rutcation. Um, so we'll see. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute
0: to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best action cameras on the market for the hunter and angler. They're on the cutting edge, making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. They also just launched the Reveal X Gen 2 cell camera that provides top-notch photo and video quality at a price point that's in reach for the everyday outdoorsman. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of accessories. This fall, I'll be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 5.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure that I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, www.tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. This episode is also brought to you by DeerLab, the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. DeerLab gives you a simple way to store, organize and analyze all of your trail camera data. DeerLab has tons of great features like the ability to Filter photos based on what's in them like deer or turkeys or people. It syncs your photos with local weather to help you pattern your target and you can even mass edit your timestamps if you're a goober like me and you you forget to set the correct time on your camera. Head over to DeerLab.com to check them out. You can use the code Wisconsin at checkout for 20% off of any plan. That's 20% off of any plan. Just use the code Wisconsin. Now let's get back to the show. So. Two years ago, a bulk of my hunting was in like that 10th through the 14th. And dude, I saw some absolute giants like, had a legitimate 150, 160 inch deer. Oh, wow. Blaze past me at Mach 5. Uh. Just (laughs) didn't even slow down. And then had another 135 inch deer that was obviously much older come rushing out of the bedding areas. I'm grunting at this one buck to try to stop him. This other deer, older deer, but smaller deer comes running out. Apparently he had just run that other buck off and that's why he was running like he was. So this other buck comes charging in and I get done. And I'm like literally about to throw up. Like, so, just, and, and, and I had missed an eight point earlier that morning. So it was just like insane movement. Uh, but then last year I took the first couple of days of November off and I saw a lot of does with not a lot of bucks around them. Um, mm-hmm. And then saw a lot of bucks kind of cruising back and forth by themselves. A lot of young bucks moving by themselves. And then my cameras kind of started to light up around the fifth. Okay. And that fifth through twelfth um, had a lot of bucks on camera, but they weren't checking the scrapes. They were just passing them. You know, so it's not, they weren't working them or anything like that.
1: Um, so
0: anyway, I'm torn. I don't know what I'm going to do this year.
1: I will say that. I'm, I'm a real big, um, every, every, uh, every, uh, every, uh, deer has got their, got their, uh, what they think is going to be best. You know, I, the, you know, guys that play the moon guys that play this and that. And I'm a big, uh, weather guy. I'm like, if I can get like, I'm, I'm like, I want cold, I want it yeah, to be like yeah. so cold that I can't stand it. And that's like, that's a day where I'll be like, I'm going to try to sit. All day long, you know, <laughs> like I will pick that day to, you know, I, part of it, maybe it's just self-torture, but I'm just like, I, 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 those are the days where I'm like convinced like the days where you can barely hold on to your bow are the days where I've seen, you know, historically I've had like some of my most, the the most action packs, some of the biggest deer, um, you know, so, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do this year. It'll probably. You know, it always also depends these days. Like I said, I have two kids and they're involved with stuff. So yeah, life man. happens with all of it too. You know, yeah. um, last year I was also guilty of, uh, uh, during my rutcation where, uh, my wife was teasing me. She, cause she was like, uh, she's like, go, go get a deer. You know, cause she's, she's, we, we eat uh, mostly wild game for the most part. that's our, our meat protein comes from wild game. So she's like, um, she's like, you know, we're running low on venison. We didn't get, you didn't get anything early season. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm sick of eating geese. She's like, go, <laughs> go, uh, she's like, go, you know, go get a deer. And, uh, I happened to, I, I was get the, the fields that I'd been scouting that I had permission to goose hunt on with buddies, that rutcation week also coincided with a huge push of migration. Oh. <laughs> so I went out, I honestly went out. Mm, two or three, I should have been out hunting the rut, but I was out goose hunting and shooting limits, <laughs> you know, getting, um, and out there doing that, uh, cause I couldn't help myself to be honest with you. Sure. So there's just, uh, I'm a, I waterfowl is a lot of fun, man. You got, you got to try it. So, um, maybe I can get you out. I'd love that. The Um, the, uh, there's, there's nothing like it, man. Just fool fooling a big flock of bird, a big flock of birds. Just, they're just like screaming in your face, honk 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 and you're screaming. And it's just, it's intense. It's, it's more intense than, you know, you know, guys that do, do primarily deer hunting that have never, never, um, you know, never really got super into waterfowling. Um, it's, it's something, man. Like one of my good buddies who had never really waterfowl before until he had met me and I took him down to the Wisconsin river and he was like, this is insane. He's like, this is so much fun, you know? And then the first time that, um, I took him out on a, on a, on a field hunt, we were hunting the X. So like there was gonna, there was going to be geese coming and they showed up, you know, and they come in and they set their wings and they're just, that's like they're practically going to land on us. No, we're not calling the shot yet. So the anticipation is there. And, and I just heard him go, oh, my God.
0: (laughs) 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 And, you know, we
1: we pop up and we drop a few birds and he's just like shaking and he's just like, oh, my gosh. He's like, that's like an interaction with a big buck. He's like, that's crazy. He's like, this is awesome, you know. So that's my pitch for. Man, um, I haven't,
0: I've never, I've never really done any waterfowling. Yeah. Like none. And for me, it's probably because that time of year I'm so – I don't know, man. I've always been so guarded for deer season, but I I think this year I'm going to try to be more of a generalist when it comes to hunting and really try to focus a lot of my deer hunting time around that rut timeframe. Um, I had, I had some good interaction or good encounters with deer the other, you know, during early season as well, but yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like the areas where I'm hunting right now, I have such good opportunities during the rut that it's okay to kind of put it off Mm -hmm. until then. You know, I I grew up like, man, you might have one encounter with a buck all year long and you don't know when that's going to happen or where that's going to happen. So you start early and you finish late. And here it's just not quite like that. Like I I can expect at this point Mm -hmm. with the quality of the public lands here, I can expect to go out and see deer every sit, And I can expect an encounter with a good buck that I would like to shoot on four or five, six, seven occasions, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of a year. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so I, I think I'm going to delay, delay some of my deer hunting a bit this year.
1: And that's, you know, that's what I love about, you know, I, I by no means am a know all about, you know, the Wisconsin deer herd. Um, you know, I'm at the mercy of reading what I can on the CDAX and and, and um, what the DNR puts out, but, you know, I've hunted a lot of public property for deer um, in the Southern, in Southern farmland and during the rut, like the deer are around, they are moving, they're yes. around, they're coming from everybody's property. Like there is no, that, that's why I target. That's why I hit it hard, you know, during the rut. Like I, I'm fine with not really doing any too many sits in October and focusing on other stuff for, you know, um, not doing too many early, early season sits. I will say though, last year I went, I went back home and I hunted one weekend in September. And I saw like three real good bucks. Um, and I had two, uh, let's call them opportunities cut just short. (laughs) I had, I had one buck come in on the opening day on the, on the evening, the evening of opening day. And, He came, I was sitting over, we had, we have one of our food plots. It was all alfalfa and there's a section of turnips in there and he was coming right along the edge and he, I don't know if he got spooked or what his deal was. He was acting weird for an early season deer. He came like kind of running out of the marsh and he was just heading right towards me and I'm like, you know, scrambling like, Oh my gosh, this is. And at the time, you know, early season and certain parts of the season, I tend to be all of a sudden I'm this big buck hunter and then other parts of the season, I'm like, all right, whatever's coming by here, got to fill the freezer, you know? So, um, uh, at that time, at that point I was, I was a big buck hunter, you know, I had watched a couple (laughs) small bucks and I I was like, Oh geez, let them, let them get, let them get big. You know, um, you know, knowing full well that I'm going to toast one of these in gun season if I get the opportunity. Um, but, uh, you know, letting those ones go by and this real nice buck comes and it was like, I told my dad, I was like, dad, what, what cologne were you wearing when you cleared out this tree stand? Because this deer came like around the corner, got to the shooting lane and his head like got in the shooting lane and he just stopped. Mind you, the wind is in my favor and he just looked straight up at me and I was like, really? Oh, it was, a Oh, it was a moment. I, it, part of it was is that that particular tree stand has been there for we've killed lots of deer out of it with the gun, with the bow. It's been there for a very long time. This buck had been around the moon or they been around the sun a few times. So uh, he, I think he just, he just knew he was just, he was just a smart buck. You know, he, he knew like, Oh no, oh, no, like don't round this corner, you know? Wow. Um, and he, he looked up at me, you know, I'm frozen. I wasn't even drawn yet. It was all happening so fast, you know? And he, kind of sidestepped and he was like he it's like he knew where the thirty yard mark was, you know, sometimes they're just you know, so I had had missed opportunity and then the next the very next evening, another nice shooter buck, not the same buck, a different one, um he came and he did get in the shooting lane. But and I know you've said this on your podcast before, I was looking at my phone. Oh. Um so he's and luckily for me is when I try to justify it, you know, Josh. So I was like, well, you know, when he stepped into the shooting lane, he was quartering to me. So I probably, you know, I wouldn't, it was, it I, was have I, wouldn't have gotten a, I wouldn't have gotten a shot anyway, nah, you know? No, nah, so, no, nah. um, nope. but no, nah, I'm pretty sure at one point he did turn broadside, but I, I, I could, I like reached for the bow and it's just like dead, si- you know, a nice, beautiful September evening. It's like dead silent except for frogs and the mosquitoes buzzing in my ear. So like, you know, I reach for this bow and like the second I grab it, he's like, whoa. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. so, uh, you know, there was two opportunities that were a real bummer and, um, I never saw those two again for the rest oh, of the man. season. Um, and I ended up last year, I ended up, um, I ended up, uh, hitting a, hitting a, a nice one that I, a real nice one that I never, I never recovered real bummer. One of those ones where you, I thought I put it right, right in the crease, Um, turned out the shot, I think what ended up happening was I, I shot for full broadside and he was, um, he was, uh, quartering away. So I think I was a little tight to the, to the, to the leg. And I think it hit one lung, like maybe nicked one lung, missed the heart, might've been a little low, um, you know, bled real good for like 200 yards. And the second I, like the second we made it like 200 yards with good blood, I was like, this is going to be a this is going to be a rodeo. Cause yeah. he would have put, he would have piled up in 200 yards and it ended up being like, we had to get the neighbors involved. And I, it was like, they were out there hunting. So I ended up jumping him. And then they didn't know, like it was like part of the people that hunted that property knew I was looking and part didn't. And then someone oh, jumped no. him with a truck. Somebody's driving their truck and they jumped him. And then he went into the marsh and we just like, we got into water up over our heads, lost blood trail. Like we were following like, drops of blood that were like sitting in the water. Like it was, it was real. Oh um, but at that one I did, um, you know, think I did get closure. I actually got a text message from my neighbor during the thaw, um, this year and he texted me and he's like, is this your buck? And it had doubled back. It must've doubled back. Like the next day we tried. So the next day we had, of course, four inches of snow. So we had, uh, everything just got covered up. So like, it was uh. like, we just didn't even have any basis on what to go on. Um, so anyway, my neighbor texted me and he goes, is this the one, you know, and I'd been texting with him trying to, and I'm like, yup, there he is. And sure as heck, you know, he had, he had real distinct, uh, he had some junk on one side. Um, that was very distinct. So, um, it wasn't, it wasn't by any means like an absolute giant, but, uh, um, it, uh, it was a night, it was a good buck, you know, did you get the rack? (laughs) Uh, no, I, I said, I was like, Hey, you know, I was like, you can, you can have it if you want. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have, you know, didn't, didn't feel like I need them. Didn't feel like I earned yeah. them. It was on their property. I'm like, Hey, you found a nice deadhead. Pick it up. You know, if you want Man. it, take it. You know, I don't, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not real big. I'm not a big like shed guy. Like, uh, you guys that real love looking for sheds. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the camp of like, I don't get it yeah yeah <laughs> you know? well um yeah you know, so. man I,
0: I really enjoy looking for sheds i'm really bad mm-hmm. at finding sheds mm-hmm. and you know honestly i think it's more about the looking and the and what i'm finding and seeing that time of year because yeah. like i come back and i'm not like bummer i didn't find any sheds i'm like huh, i found a scrape <laughs> over here and a whole you right, know, side yeah. covered in beds yeah intel. yeah, yeah an intel yeah for yeah, sure, for sure. Well, man, so dude, you are you were like the definition of a generalist and like you were the guy that the Wisconsin sportsman podcast was kind of started for, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the guy that just does it all in the state of Wisconsin who can celebrate the fullness of the outdoor heritage here. I mean, because man, there's so much to do, like how can you, how can you possibly limit yourself to one thing? You know, for, for me growing up, it was always like you know, it's all deer all the time or it's all fishing all the time. Like I'll never forget the first time I heard Mark Drury say that he liked turkey hunting more than deer hunting. I felt like (laughs) I had been betrayed. Like, you know, when, when like a, when like somebody that you've always viewed as like a hero in your eyes, you find out they've had like some significant moral failure. I felt like that's what happened. I was like, Mark, (laughs) no, Mark. We were, we were like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. I mean, it just, I just felt so, so hurt by that. And then though, I come to an area like this and all the opportunity around and I get into turkey hunting and I get into trout fishing and I, you know, become much more well-rounded as, as an outdoorsman. And uh yeah, man. So I, I dig it. I dig it. Well, so I want to circle around to one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on is some of the adventures that I see you having with your kids. And you mentioned a minute ago, you recently wrote an article about taking your kids fishing, right? Yep. I, live, I live in this constant tension where I think a lot of guys are. So I've got three kids. I've got a seven about to be eight-year-old and two months. Uh, I have a, a six-year-old and a three about to be four-year-old. So hands are full, lots going on, lots of fighting pretty much all the time. And I find myself in this weird tension of like, man, I really want to get them outside and I really want to get them involved and I really want to get them plugged in. But I also really want to fill a tag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to do it myself. And, and I really felt that this turkey season when, you know, there were a couple of occasions where my kids wanted to go, but I didn't take them. Um, and, it, and it was because it's like, I've got a day left. Like, this is the last morning of this tag. I, I really, I, I can't, I can't do it. You know what I mean? And so tell me about how you, you know, one, why that's so important to you guys and what you do to kind of like work through some of the internal angst that I'm sure that it brings. I, in fact, I know that it brings because I saw on your Instagram page the other day, the picture of you guys and like a beautiful picture of like the outdoors and you were like, then the reality, you know, I forget exactly how you explain it. You were like, yeah, we were like, in the
1: Rockies, we were in the yeah. Rocky mountains and it was, uh, we were on, uh, we were on a, it wasn't even a big loop. It was like a mile and a quarter loop. And man, it was just like a struggle. Like <laughs> it was like everybody's, my kids were like, my littlest ones, like sunburned from the day before. Uh, Charlie, my daughter is like she's got to climb, she's got to climb everything. She's got to be, and, and we foster, like we foster this, we like this. Like I, um, sure. you know, we encourage, um, you know, like, I'm like go off the trail, do it, you know, don't step in that, you know, within reason I'm like, gonna be like, don't touch that poison Ivy, you know, stuff like that. But, yep. um, you know, go out there, you know, fall down, you know, it's, it's good. You know, it's good for them to, uh, and I'm, let me preface by saying I am not a child psychologist or anything like that. So do everybody should do what works for their family. But well, my um, wife is so. <laughs> oh, <she's, laughs> So does she think does, she doesn't think I'm like a psychopath or anything? Oh no, man. She, <laughs> okay. she,
0: so she's not a psychologist. She's a child therapist, but, okay. but she okay. is like the, the biggest proponent of getting kids outside, yeah. reconnecting them with nature. She's mm-hmm. like, that's what all of our brains need. Mm-hmm. They, need Absolutely. they need green space.
1: Yep. So, yep. And so, so with, with the kids, it's like I said, so I got those opportunities when I was young and it stuck with me and it like made me want to get outside as an adult. I really, I really think that like when I, when I went to college and I started meeting other people and started to see, you know, could like, you know, there's those sayings where people, you know, some people be like, well, I could tell they never took their kid to church, stuff like that. (laughs) You know, I, I find myself thinking, I'm like, boy, you needed to get outside more when you were a kid. Like why, (laughs) you know, like, you know, get some stuff under your fingernails, you know, get, get dirty, go climb trees, you know, do something. Um, so, you know, having kids, that was just a big focus of our, of our family. And so now when it comes to hunting and fishing and me being like, I love hunting and fishing. I, I want to get out as much as possible. You know, I could have looked at it as, and I, I'd be lying if I said I still don't have these moments where I'm like, Oh, they make everything so hard. Yes. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I, I, oh, I'm not going to be able to go hunting enough this week, you know, stuff like that. Or I could turn it into, Hey, I've got this opportunity to take them out. I want them to at least give them the opportunity to enjoy it as much as I do. You know, however, without making it, you know, a terrible experience and without, you know, getting super frustrated with them without, you know, throwing them in a boat at 430 in the morning in April on the Wolf River and there's like ice on their face, you know, (laughs) there's got to keep it within reason. And so... Um, and there's plenty of times where I I still like, I tell my dad, I'm like, you are really lucky that I like doing some of this stuff. Cause I think of some of the stuff that I did when (laughs) I was a kid, like, like my dad, my uncle's packing me and my cousins up. And I remember we just like, we went to, I remember my dad got permission on a farm and we were hunting ducks and geese. Um, this was like in the heyday of a, a certain area in Wisconsin. That's, it's not as good anymore. It's still good, but it used to be like the Mecca of, uh, you know of this fly of wisconsin's flyway and uh my dad had gotten permission and it's like we drive onto this farm at like 2 30 in the morning there's like a pack of like super mean farm dogs um it's freezing cold um i'm underdressed like there's my like for snacks there's like half an onion and a can of sardines. I'm like, dad, how did I, like, how, how did I enjoy this? You know? Um, but I did, you know, and I, those memories stuck with me. So, um, so it's important to, I found it important to get my kids out. And so, you know, I don't, I think, you know, you're justified in having those feelings and and, and I do it too, where you're like, I want to fill this tag or I, you know, there's going to be good hunting today. You know, maybe today's not the day at the same time. I really, I truly do try my best of having a policy of, you know, if they, if, 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 if they want to go, it's hard for me to say, no, you know, it's, I, I'm I'm like, you know what I don't, I don't want, because I don't want, I don't want them to ever feel like I don't want them there. You sure, know, sure. even if I don't, even if I don't, yeah, <laughs> even if yeah. I truly don't want them there, yep. I, yep. I, you know, and so, um, also I think that makes them want to go more because, because there's also the, the, the flip side, Josh, where I've done, um, where I'm like, you're coming with dad. <laughs> like, yeah. you need some outside time. Yep. We're going to go and we're going to go, We're going to go in the woods. We're going hunting. You know, I don't care if you're eating snacks the whole time or heck, I honestly don't even care if you're watching Netflix on my phone with some earplugs, the fact that you're out there, that's important. And it's so funny because um, I've done that too, where I'm like, I, I want to get the hunting experience. You know, I want my daughter to tag along but I also, I'm like, "Mm, there's a chance I could be successful with this, you know, tonight, you know, in in terms of like hunting, you know, in terms of filling a tag or getting some ducks, getting some geese. So I will like be like, here, watch, here's your show, watch this, put these headphones on watch the show. And it's so funny because you'd think that uh, the way that people talk about kids these days, that they'll just zone out on that thing. And I find that she'll look at that for, even if it's her favorite show, she'll watch that for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I'll look over, and she'll have it down. She'll have taken her earphones off. She'll just be looking around. Yeah, you know. Yep. And that's just amazing to look. It's just amazing to see. You know, even if, um, you know, uh, last year was real funny. We went, uh, we went to this place that we call the Big Woods, and we went squirrel hunting. And a lot she, it, with the kids, it's people always say, "We'll go take kids on their first squirrel hunt." I'm like, "How do people kill squirrels with kids? Because you got to sneak up on squirrels, you know." Um. So. Unless you're hunting some really dumb squirrels, which maybe, may be. But uh anyway, so um we go hunting and she's been doing a real good job. She's she's like being quiet and we're sitting there and I can hear like some scratching and going through the leaves and I'm like, Okay, someone's coming you know, and I was like, you know, uh, Charlie, here they come, you know. And then it like rounds the corner and she's like dad. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, there he is, you know, and, (laughs) um, and squirrel takes off, runs away. No big deal. You know? Um, so it's just a lot of that type of stuff and you just got to love it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've taken her out, um, fishing numerous times. I mean, we go fishing quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to convince her to go tomorrow morning a little bit after work. Um, the, uh, I've taken her that, taken her duck and goose hunting. I put her in a layout blind. We give her some calls and just let her blast on them. Nice. She loves that. Nice. And it's like building a fort, you know? Yeah. Um. She just can, I just like cover in corn stalks and she thinks it's the coolest thing, you know? <laughs> um, uh, We've had some success there. Uh, I took her, I took her on a, uh, a rut hunt last year. I did one evening did and it was really? so funny because it was like, um, I was explaining to her afterwards. Uh, it was like the quintessential, Public land hunt. We didn't see any deer, but we saw four or five hikers. We saw two other hunters that just blew right past us. <laughs> two other hunters that kind of like what is this right guy doing us. out here
0: with this kid this time and then of it,
1: year? Yep, and then like someone else that I don't know if they were parked somewhere else or if they were a private landowner nearby. Someone that accessed it from a different spot, but they're in there shooting at squirrels, you know, and we were packing up and my daughter's just like, boy, there was a lot of people in there and there wasn't very many deer. And I was like, you know, I was like, it happens sometimes, you know, everybody is, everybody can be out there doing their thing. You know, they don't, they don't have to be out there hunting, you know, but, um, she had a good time and we were tried rattling and stuff like that. And she thought that was a lot of fun. And, um, so it's, I never am like when I take her out, regardless of how hard it is. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, man, taking, um, like when I take her out to go hunt geese, I'm like packing, I'm carrying in a sled and the truck. And then by hand, like two, two or three loads, I've got like 15 dozen decoys. Um, you know, two layout blinds, her, I'm pulling her in a sled cause heaven forbid she walk. <laughs> um, you know, it's work, man. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm sweating. And then I got to pack up like in the dark and I got to keep track of her. Cause that's the, I mean, that's, that's fun in and of itself though. You know, I give her her own little headlamp and she's running around like crazy cause she's just excited to be outside at night. Yeah, you know, man. there's no, there's no street lights. you know, she's not in the house. She's not, you know, sitting in front of the TV. Uh, it's just a different, they like that. Like those, the kids love that stuff, you know, just being out there. And so it's hard but it's, I've never been like, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have brought her this time.
0: Sure. You know, it's just
1: never, it's never been like that. So, um, I'm going to continue to do it and it's just, it's going to continue to be hard. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you got to do it safely as well, you know, give the safety talks and especially with, um, you know, having firearms around little kids and you, you lay the ground rules, make them understand that it's a tool, it's a tool for food acquisition, you know? Um, Stuff like that, and I, I'd imagine it's going to get harder when Harvey, my son, when when he uh, when he gets to be the point where he's going to want to come too, and I'll have to be dragging. Have you ever dragged all three of them out at one time? No, sir. No. Have sir. you done two? Well, at, have you done two at a time?
0: Now, okay. So we've done like hikes and stuff, and we've, okay, we've gone yeah. scouting, we've done all that with all three. Yep. But I have never taken all three hunting. Mm-hmm. So I, I've not,
1: not. They won't be quiet. Not. Not
0: at all. <laughs> no, and, and I haven't even taken two of them hunting because I've I've always, like you said, the safety thing and all of that. Yep. It, it's for in, in my opinion, it's just easier to handle one of them. And I feel like once once they start to, once I've got one that I'm like, okay, you get it.
1: Yep. You know what yep. I mean?
0: Then I'll kind of start to branch out and to bring in two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And up here, it's tough here because I mean, so down south in Alabama, we've got my dad's place right? Mm-hmm. And we can all go get in shooting houses and, you know, have a nice comfortable sit for the afternoon or whatever. When we're here, man, we're all on public. And so it's yeah. just, it's just, it can make it really tough. I mean, a, it can be just a long walk just to get to huntable, to a huntable location, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yes, yeah. um, yeah, so it's been tough.
1: Yeah. I I will say that one of my favorite, and you can see this on our Kulix at Kulix by nature, Instagram, some of my favorite hunting to get that I found, like I've, so I've taken her out since she turned, when she turned three, I started taking her out, um, is early season, like a dove hunt. Oh um, yeah. And there's, there's like, there's public land opportunities to do that, you yeah. know, um, in Wisconsin, there's, I mean, you can, you can go on the DNR website and they'll point you right to where you can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, it's warm. Uh, you don't have to be quiet. You don't even have to hide, <laughs> uh, really. Yeah. Um, and I found that. And last year we got the last year was extra awesome because I had so I had I happened to have permission on. Um, I had gotten permission from a farmer for early for early goose hunting on a wheat field, and we hunted geese there. And the the geese in that area were just like they knew what was up. Like they just like even on day one they just were not fooled. Mm. Like they were like there are four guys with decoys right there. <laughs> I am not landing there, you know? And it was like, we felt like the the worst goose hunters on the planet. Cause we were just hunting this perfect spot and they were just like, "Oh, nope, not there. Nope. You know? But, uh, anyway, uh, the, the bright side of that whole thing was this cut weed field was just
0: packed
1: full of doves. And I took my daughter out there three times last year and, you know, we were like, the action was so heavy. At one point we were just sitting on hay bales and playing cards. Like we were just like playing a little card game she had, you know, and like I said, just being out there and you know, we'd, Man. you know, crack a dove. I'd be like, go get it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's awesome, You know, so, um, you know, she loved it and she loved like the other thing too is like, you know, also teaching them just an appreciation for the animal be like, you know, you know, we're, we're killing it. We're going to eat it. That, I mean, that's a big thing. Like we're eating it. This is food, you know, respect the animal but just also like they appreciate the animals, I mean, she gets to hold it, she gets to touch feathers. Yep. You know, it's something like it's it's important to have that connection um and we also foster that with live animals, mind you too, like <laughs> you know, go look go watch birds like hey, look through the binoculars, look at this heron, like this is great. You know, it's not it's not necessarily just about the the dead ones sitting in your pile or um so you know, that too is just it's just huge. You can just like see it in them. Um you can see her, her really, you know, really she's like, she's learning something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and I've had uh it's just like such, I've had so many proud, proud dad moments, you know, taking her out and, and just uh, hearing her say things that I know she learned from these experiences. Hmm. So things like, um, well, for one, like I said, a food acquisition is a big thing on our account. We do a lot of wild game cooking and stuff like that. And we eat wild game obviously all the time. Um, like her being like going to school and being like, well, I told so-and-so my friend that we ate all these doves and they were like, eh, and she was like, she's like, yeah, yeah, they can be food, you know, <laughs> like just like very, like it has nothing That's as awesome. it hasn't quite like she hasn't, she's not quite to the age or maybe it just doesn't occur to her that like that might not be exactly what her friend from school is having for dinner. Like, yeah. like well, yeah. obviously we eat, when well, we eat chicken, we eat chicken nuggets and stuff like that. Like everybody else does too. But you know, you know, she says to a friend, like, Oh, I had a dove, you know, or something like that. For, I remember one time I came home and we, I slow day and I'd shot some pigeons and we fried them up and we had them for breakfast and Charlie's just like, this is great. This is wonderful. You know, I have this pigeon, just a, a rough pigeon, you know, it was just fine. Tasted fine. Um, they're like a big, big, slightly tougher dove really. really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pluck them and, you know, serve them to the queen of England, but, okay, uh, yeah, wow. they're, uh, I, 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 I think I made an Instagram story last year. I had a mess of them and I, cooked them super long till they got tender, shredded them up and threw them in a lasagna and they were great, you know, but, um, you know, she was, you know, like, this was great. And it just doesn't occur to her that so-and-so at school's not eating pigeon, you know, even on occasion, they're not eating a pigeon.
0: (laughs) Wait, eating (laughs) pigeon isn't normal for me?
1: Right. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I, hopefully a day doesn't come where she thinks it's weird, but it might, you know, but, uh, maybe, maybe it won't, maybe getting these experiences won't, uh. I like to think I like to think that it's good. It's good for her. So um, I'll continue to do it. And let me tell you, Josh, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, you can everything, everything about being a parent is hard. In my opinion, it's, it's hard. It's it a lot is. of work. There's a, it's extremely rewarding, you know, um, but it's a lot of work. And um, I know that we're running short on time, so I don't want to blabber, but I, I will uh, one other thing that I do want to touch on with that is, um, and I mentioned this actually in the article that I wrote about taking your kid fishing, a huge thing, um, is, um, within reason, especially with hunting, cause you know, there's safety issues, but let, let, I like to let them lead, um, yeah. within reason. Um, because I think it just, they just pull a little bit more of a positive experience from it. Um, I talk in in that fishing article about uh, uh, I've eaten a lot of fish in my life and I've kept fish, but I've never been one to be keeping suckers and rough fish and everything like that. We went fishing last year and uh, my daughter was playing for keeps. She like, (laughs) I threw one back that she had caught and she went berserk. And I was like, She didn't like that idea because she knew she knows that we eat fish. Yeah, but I I try explaining to her that like this one's not the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And granted, like I said, within reason because we also caught some like sub legal walleye. And I'm like, we have to throw these back. Daddy will go to jail. <laughs> you, know? and so, you like
0: having daddy around, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so
1: I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's keep these suckers. And I'm like, I'm not going to trash them. Like, I don't, that's not what I do. That's not how I do this. If I'm going to keep it, it's going to get eaten somehow. Uh, I'm going to turn it into something, you know, and and ended up finding out that it was awesome. Like I try, I've tried it like three different ways now, like this, uh, some red horse sucker and it's great. Like I've done, um, I did sucker patties, I ground a bunch of them up and I took a recipe from, you know, Hank Shaw. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So Hank's got amazing everything. Um, I took a Hank Shaw fish patty recipe. I kind of, um, did my own little take on it just cause of what I had around the house did those and they were delicious. We all ate them. They were, they were great. I didn't find anything wrong with them. They're the sucker fish tasted completely fine. And then, um, we also did some like uh, they're very bony fish. I like sliced it real thin. Um, tried to get it had a me- it was a method where you use the grease to basically disintegrate the bones, um, and I did that and worked and all these wow. like little bones, like they turned crunchy and Charlie was like eating it and she's like, this is delicious. And she just like pounded it, you know? And granted, I was like policing a little bit to make sure no bones were getting in, but I, you know, for the most part, and it was great. So it was like something that I never would have done before. You know, I would have, I would have went home empty handed, which whatever is fine, but, uh now I know I'm like this fish that people don't often keep and they're They're a big, they're a good, hard fighting fish. They're a, they're a native fish. They're a clear, they're a sign of clean water. Red horse suckers are, um, you know, and it's a perfectly great quarry, something that, you know, that I wouldn't have thought of before. So she taught me that I let her lead and I think it was a net positive. Man, so I,
0: I um, love that. And gosh, how many times have we been told like there are things you can't eat and then right? you try them and it's like, <laughs> this is fine. This is just like the other thing I keep from here. You yep. know, like there's no oh, difference.
1: Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's, there's, there's a, a whole bunch. Of, and the other things, different ways to, to make stuff that, you know, the, my, you know, my parents or something. Well, cause they didn't do it or their parents didn't do it this way. They're like, ah, oh, you only can cook it like this. Cause otherwise it's junk. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I remember the first time I had a medium rare, goose breast. It was like, I shot a young goose, you know, not shot up. And I cooked it, I I cooked it on the grill and uh, let it rest. And it was just like a perfect medium rare. And my dad was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're going to get worms. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, He's like, really? You can, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of people do it. It's totally, it's, you know, not totally safe, but I mean, it's as safe as, you know, eating a slab of New York strip rare yeah. you know so uh you know he was just like i didn't know that and then we had it and he's like oh my gosh this is great like it doesn't get it doesn't get that uh, livery taste when you when you cook it and stuff like that so just you know drawing on drawing on experiences getting pulled out of maybe your specific comfort level and um i'm i know i'm not the only person in the world that can say we we can learn a ton from kids you know from yeah man from a mind that wasn't, that didn't have to go through the ringer yet. You know, yep. um, that's, that's, that's making their own experiences. So, so, you know, I'll, I'll just keep on keeping it. I'll continue to do it and, um, at least doing my best, you know? So yeah. we're, that's the other thing. We're all as parents, we're all out, or at least we should be, we're all doing our best. So, um, just trying to hang on. <laughs> no, no mom, mom or dad out there. That's trying to get their kids outdoors. Should, shouldn't they should never real, they should never feel bad. You know, you know, they're making an honest effort things. It's just, it's just hard. Like we're working, we're working, we're got a million things going on. Um, even the little things that you can try to get them out, like, like take them for a hike, you know, take them on the paved trail, do something, you know? Um, you know, that's just my, my play for getting outside and maybe you'll find out that they really, really like it and they'll just keep, uh, It'll, you'll keep being able to expand on those experiences and if you want to and if we want to keep you know keep our hunting tradition you know keeping the hunting traditions alive I know that that just saying that you know that gets preached on all the time but it's true you know if we want to keep traditions alive and we want to keep um, acquiring your own food is extremely important
0: yeah you know absolutely um
1: having that skill set I think is just you know there's a lot of skills I don't have but I'm really glad I have this one. Yep. Um, I'm really glad it was taught to me. I'm extremely thankful for being brought up in that. And I will, you know, I will help other people the way that I can. I'll help my kids learn, hopefully learn that. Um, you know, um, and also keep my expectations within, within reason to, for, for my own mental health, you know? So yeah, man, it's all I, a, all a balancing act.
0: That's such a big, that's such a big part. Those expectations, like, Keeping those in check, especially when you're taking your kids out, like man, managing, managing that has been, has, has been a, not a challenge. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I maybe before, like for, I'm thinking about the turkey hunt specifically that I took my son out on this year. Maybe I just didn't think about what my expectations were, you know, but they were there. Obviously I had them. I just hadn't really identified them. And so, you know, this, this coming year, I'll be a little bit better at saying, okay. I need to I need to make sure that my expectations are realistic. You know Didn't you guys I have I a pretty asleep. good encounter?
1: Dude. If I remember. He correctly. had he <laughs> had four
0: he had four turkeys gobble right in his face at, oh, wow. at like ten yards.
1: Oh man, that's worth the that's worth the price of admission right and, there. That's, and he was you know he
0: was behind nothing but a turkey fan.
1: Boy, I bet you his little heart was just
0: oh <laughs> cooking. He's, he's hooked. He is absolutely <laughs> hooked. We're I mean, so we were just trying to put a decoy out. You know, Uh and and these birds were like, uh, -uh, I want that decoy. And so they ran right over to us and man, it was just, yeah, it was incredible. So he's, he's definitely hooked. But, um, you know, another, another thing that I'm working through, I think is that piece of how much do you, um, when they say they're done, you okay, we're done. I'm not going to push you too far. I'm not going to make you miserable. Not going to make you hate it. And then how, how often do you say, and we need to stick it out a little bit more, you know, like, where's that, where's that line at? And I think it's probably different for every kid, but we found out with that specific hunt, we wouldn't have had that experience had I not pushed him a little further.
1: I absolutely do not find anything wrong with also get him a little bit out of their comfort zone, you know? Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, within reason, cause I do the same thing. So I, my, my, I have like a, I have like a mental script, like, you know, she goes, let's go home and I'm like, give her a snack. You know, that'll give me half another half an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> you can go better. And then I get to like, eventually I get to like the bargaining where I'm like, look, sweet pea, it's prime time. <laughs> like the birds are going to be flying. The, the, the deer are going to be coming anytime now, you know, I, I try not to, I try not to lie, but I definitely build up like there's going to be something cool happen. And then when it doesn't happen, I just throw that lesson out there and just say that it's, it's, it's a lesson. And I go, well, that's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I definitely, um, like I said, within reason, I, I've taken her out a few times where it's like pouring rain and wind. Oh, and okay. I immediately know from like, jump street that this is just like not <laughs> I'm this like is not good this is I'm i I don't want her to hate me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. after this so I'm like you know then I'll be like maybe you know she says okay let's let's head her out I'll be like no just a couple more minutes and depending on her reaction i'll 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 willingly pack it up early you know yeah um but i I definitely I definitely try to push the you know let it get um you know I try not to get like to the point where I'm like angry, like you're ruining the hunt type of thing. You know, I, I don't, I try not to get to that point. Although I I'd be lying if I didn't say I had some, uh, last year, Charlie and I had gone, we were on a goose hunt. And it got to be like legit, like there was birds flying around. I'm like waving our flag, trying to get like birds to see our decoy <laughs> spread. You know, we were hunting traffic. So, which means that we we're hunting birds that weren't using the field. We we're using, we we're trying to hunt birds that were flying over us. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, it was in peak migration and you know, it's like, there's like 20 minutes left to the season and it's getting hot and she's just like, I want to go. I want to go, you know, and I'm just like, I, I think I actually got to the point where I just like ignored her. I was like, <laughs> I was like she'll be fine for another 15 minutes, yeah. you know? And so I'm oh, like, yeah. she'll, it'll be all worth it if I drop a goose and she can go pick it up. Cause she, that's the other, she loves handling those. Like she loves looking at those geese She's like touching them, holding them, you know, she thinks it's the coolest thing. Um, the, uh, so, you know, like I said, I push it within reason. Um, it's, it's it's a, it's a bouncing act. You know, you don't want them to hate it, you know, but it's important for them, at least I think, um, it's important for them to get put out of their comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. So um, I gauge the reaction. Every situation is different. But if you're on a good, if it's a good evening or a good morning, I always push for it. And I can almost always get at least another half an hour out yeah. of her, yep. you know. Um, so uh, that being said, I've had Charlie uh, fall – just one leg down to her hip in an ice hole. Oh, um, that one we, I was like, yeah, no, we can go home. We can, go, we, but, we can go. But home. that was really hilarious because right away she didn't want to go home. I was like, cause I was like, let's go home. You're going to get really cold. And we weren't, we weren't far from home. We were very close. So like I had no, real worries about, like, we weren't, like, out in the wilderness, you know, sure, in sure. which case I would have been, like, we need to get out, you we, know? We need to leave." But, right so I was, like, we are in a safe, we are in a safe area, we can safely get home, we can safely get to the truck, um, but initially she was, like, no, no, she was the one that was, like, no, 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 just a little bit longer, and it was, like, yeah, 15, 20 minutes, and she's, you know, and so, you know, we headed, we headed in, so, but, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, it's fun, it's fun stuff trying to negotiate when to go out and sometimes with fishing too with ice. If we do a lot, have you done ice fishing since you've been in Wisconsin? I have not. Oh my goodness, Josh, not. That's another. That's I do that a lot too. Man, so I've been. That one is a great, great to get kids out ice fishing. Yes,
0: and my kids are chomping at the bit to do it. Like oh man, they have been chomping at the bit. But the only thing that's kept me in is like the whole. Like I don't even understand the whole gear thing with it. And it's- there is a
1: lake by you, Josh. That is like, <laughs> oh, good spot. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's some. Yeah, there's some really good places everywhere. So we'll talk. We'll talk more off air. But yeah. Uh, so why don't you tell folks where they can go to find uh, more from you if they want to catch maybe an article that you've written or uh, see what all you guys are up to on Instagram?
1: Yeah. So um, you can follow. Uh, so my wife and I uh, have a join Instagram account that we share as much of our, um, a lot of, um, uh, hunting, fishing, gardening, general outdoor, uh, general outdoor, uh, adventures with us and our kids. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, at Kulik's by nature. Um, all one word. Uh, and that Kulik is K U L I C K and then just by nature, um, Max and Megan. Uh, yeah. So we shared the majority of our stuff on there. Um, I mean, if you have questions or people like, I mean, like, like Josh and I started off this whole thing talking about meeting new people and talking, you know, we get private message by people about, especially locals, you know, this is a relatively local podcast. I mean, right now you and I talking can't get more local than this. So, so, uh, you know, we're always willing to talk and, and whatnot. So we, um, um, Uh, yeah, so that's where we share, share all of our content. And then there's a publication that my wife consistently writes for, um, called, um, live northerly. And let me make sure that they're at, uh, yeah, it's just at live northerly one word. Um, but, uh, so she writes for that and I just recently wrote for them for the first time was, um, I wrote for them about the fishing article, you know? Um, and so my wife tends to write about, she'll write about camping, um, uh, I'm trying to think what else she's written about it. I have to look, but she recently she recently wrote about um, us. Go, we have a vintage camper. We have like a, um, yeah, i think it's sweet. a sev, seventy seventy eight uh, Apache. It's an Apache Mesa, but we got it, and it was like it's just it's a gorgeous vintage vintage camper. But um, you know, it's not without its quirks. Um, but we picked that up and we, we try to get out camping as much as we can. That's another that's another thing you do with kids camping, but that's also that that I find the hardest, to be honest with you. Oh dude it is, it, it... Is, is, is camping. Like we used to camp like when they were babies and it was like or like when Charlie was a baby when Harvey like we went last year, Harvey was a baby and it's just like mosquito bites, like when they're babies, you got like bottles and you got every everything there's sand everywhere and it's tiring um but uh it's it's um you know it's it's rewarding and a lot of fun yeah, so for sure um, we've, yeah. we've
0: straight had to pack it up and go home at like midnight on a camping
1: trip.
0: Like, <laughs> i've heard that from be prepared, a lot of parents be prepared yeah. for that because they will not go
1: to sleep yeah and it's like yeah.
0: either i'm gonna explode or we're gonna go home
1: right uh, Yep. Yeah. You know, go sit in the truck, do that, then that, go that, cool off in the truck real quick. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. Well, man, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to find out more, go check in, check out Max and Megan on Instagram. Thanks for your time, buddy. All right. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to today's show. Big thanks to Max for coming on and sharing some of his wisdom when it comes to getting the kids outdoors. Looking forward to having him on again very, very soon. Also, big thanks to all of our partners, Tacticam, Deer Lab, and Huntworth. Now, until next time, be sure to get outside along with your kids and enjoy the wonderful resource that is ours as Wisconsin Sportsman.